Ladies and gentlemen, what's poppin'? Showdown slate on a Monday as we got through the weekend of preseason. And I don't want preseason to go. Now, I'm recording this on Sunday before Sunday's slate, but all eight preseason days we have profited. Saturday we had a nice day of over 5,200, finished second. It was, it was a big sweat, right? Should have finished first in both these contests, got some bad luck, finished second and fourth in the main contests, the $180 as well on DraftKings, and a lot of success in the prop markets this weekend i don't want preseason to end unfortunately it will next week but that being said we still have today's showdown slate and a full slate of games three times next week if you're just here for the first time you're in good hands trust me and this is just a one game slate so it's a nice place to start but it is a showdown slate for dfs now we will be taking props most of the board is not out right now i can talk about the props in more depth we're going to be doing a stream monday night before the game starts and also in the discord below but on the showdown slates especially especially a slate like this where there's some positions like tight end and quarterback that i just don't really want to play defenses which are normally important anyways in showdown they're the only position most of the time 99 percent of the time the only position the only guy if you will that plays the whole game and they get the benefit of going up against far less superior talents at the quarterback position for most of that game so right at the jump of this you're going to want to play if not both at least one of the defenses in the majority of your lineups maybe set a rule for that in the optimizer we have an optimizer down below if you want to try it out the big energy sports optimizer attached to patreon so let's get into this slate i hope ladies i hope fellas i hope all of you had a beautiful weekend let's do it we're here we're at the end of august i know some people are saying hey the summer's ending no no no, no. the summer's still here we're gonna smack you around the shum of schmacks is here for all of you, let's start off by breaking down real quickly the quarterback position and why I'm not that interested in it. Now, to be interested in the quarterback position, especially on the showdown slate, I'm looking for a few things. I'm looking for playing time one. Will somebody play at least half the game, ideally two-thirds of the game? And two, do they have rushing upside? Because when, you know, these quarterbacks that get in the second half are not the greatest of passers, playing with not the greatest of receivers, right? And they only go for, even if they go for 110 yards and no touchdowns and no rushing yards, well, I'm sitting there with four points on a showdown slate and I don't feel that great. So when we start on the Jacksonville side, I look at what happened last week and I look at what I expect to happen this week and it's not great. Each of these quarterbacks played about a quarter. Trevor Lawrence only had 15 uh, snaps. You see the leader in C.J. Beathard have 25 snaps and the former 49ers quarterback actually has some mobility, but he really only played a quarter to about a quarter and a half in that game four quarterbacks played so when four quarterbacks are going to play and all four quarterbacks are still in the roster expected to play again urban meyer continues to put this phantom narrative out there that there's a quarterback battle here even though trevor lawrence is there the first overall pick so when that ends up being the case i'm not as interested and then we go to the other side where it's new orleans and you would think that i want somebody on this team because new orleans is in a full-on quarterback battle Jameis is going to start this game and he's going to play a lot of the first half and then the second player in is going to be Taysom hill who has mobile upside but the problem is they have Ian Book, and they really like Ian Book there because there's a real chance at the end of this year that Taysom Hill and his phantom contract that they gave him doesn't look great, and Jameis Winston on his short-term deal doesn't look great, and they say, hey, you know what? Ian Book, who's looked fantastic in camp, looked solid in the first preseason game, right? Had a 7.9 yards per attempt in the time that he played on 24 snaps. They want to see more of Ian Book. They have Trevor Simeon on the roster who didn't play week one. So three quarterbacks are going to play in this game. Again, if three quarterbacks are playing a quarter and a half each, it doesn't feel great. You're going to get... 10 to 12 attempts out of each of them and can 10 to 12 attempts for the most part get you there i really don't think so Taysom hill also trying to be more of a pocket passer this year did not run in that first preseason game that's going to be an issue for you so these quarterbacks if they're going to score six points seven points it can get you in play but i'm not too 
enamored with them. Now, if I had to choose one quarterback, it would actually be the third quarterback in the game today, Ian Book, who has some mobile upside and who I think probably sees similar, if not more snaps to the other guys. I think they give the other guys about a quarter and a half each. Ian Book gets a quarter, maybe a little bit more than that, but against worse competition with some mobility. He led all three of these quarterbacks last week with 16 attempts, and he played 24 snaps for more than either of the other two. So that's the guy, if you want to go there, is Ian Book for me. They're all somewhat in play, but the main guys that I want to target is the wide receiver position. Before we get to the wide receiver position, we have to touch on the running back position, and it's a somewhat quick one because there's only two teams on this slate. If you're still watching and you're enjoying this, please do take a second of your time. I know how valuable that is, so I don't want to be too insulting of it, but hit the like button. I appreciate that. And subscribe if you like to. So one of the main running backs on this slate that looks appealing is going to be Tony Jones Jr., and it's not just because he had a big game last week. It's because how he was used and what is left in this backfield. Alvin Kamara did not practice on Thursday. He is not expected to play this week. He did not play week one. So what does that leave in this backfield? Well, it leaves Latavius Murray, who's too important to this team, going to be heavily involved as the RB2. He played 15 snaps in week one. I'm not expecting much more than that. It leaves Devonta Freeman, who was just recently signed to this roster about two to three weeks ago. He actually saw a good amount of usage. He's in play for me as well. So Devonta Freeman, 19 snaps in week one. He only had six attempts for six rushing yards. He's not great. He does not have much burst. He does not have much uh, broken tackle and yards after contact ability. But the big thing was that he did run 11 routes. And on those 11 routes, he saw three targets, caught them all for four yards. So that's not a great stat line. He had four fantasy points, also a fumble. So you subtract the point. Three fantasy points on nine opportunities is almost as bad as it gets at the running back position. But on a showdown slate, nine opportunities is worth mentioning. And then the rest of this backfield. So Latavius Murray, who will be limited. Uh, Mr. Devonta Freeman, who I'm not threatened by in terms of skill set, garnering more touches. They know what they have in that olding and sort of dusty veteran. And then there's two fullbacks on this roster right now. Sutton Smith, who saw two snaps in week one, and then Alex Arma, who saw seven snaps in week one. Okay, so we have two actual running backs. Tony James would be the third one there. And then Dwayne Washington only saw six snaps in week one. He's on the outside looking in. He's been on this depth chart for a couple of weeks now or years now, and he hasn't really done all that much. He's had flashes of success here and there when he has to fill in, but I think they're looking for some new flavor in New Orleans. And that new flavor is going to be the guy who led this backfield in snaps last week with 23. He had seven rushing attempts. He just played fantastic. So this is not a surprise. People are going to play him. Seven attempts, 82 yards and a touchdown. He had a long run of 28 yards. But the thing that I like was he did run seven routes. Now he saw five targets on those seven routes. So you're looking at a guy who saw over 120 total yards on 12 touches. Again, this is not going to sustain. He's not going to average 10 yards per touch. And he's also not going to see five targets on seven routes run. A 71.4% target share when the NFL average on your routes run is closer to 15 to 20%. So Tony Jones is the best option on this team, followed by Devonta Smith at the running back position. I do believe Tony Jones will be over-owned though. But again, he's going to see the snaps. He's probably going to see somewhere around six to 10 touches. That's hard to pass up for a guy who has more juice than Devonta Freeman if you're looking to play a running back. I personally don't think you have to. If you go with two defenses, you can then play three to four, depending on the site you're playing on, three to four wide receivers. And I'm actually fine with that. Tony Jones, though, will be guaranteed in this game, likely six to eight plus touches. Keep that in mind. And then when you go over to the Jacksonville side of things, I'm not that interested in running backs because they had five running backs involved last week. Five running backs involved. I mean, James Washington, Travis Etienne, the rookie, Carlos Hyde was involved. DeRay Ogunbowale was involved. Divine Ezebo was involved. Hell, if you even want to factor in Nathan Cottrell, who didn't get any rushing attempts, but he ran eight routes and saw four targets, that's six running backs. So too many guys are involved here unless guys start to get ruled out. And as of the recording of this video, nobody's been ruled out right now. If I had to choose one guy, it would be the guy who by far led the backfield in snaps, and that's the former Tampa Bay Buccaneer, DeRay Ogumbawale, who's a decent pass-catching weapon. In this game, he played 22 snaps, saw eight attempts for 24 yards, not great, but he did run 12 routes, catching both his targets for 16 yards. So when you factor that in, he's got right there about 
five to six fantasy points, which is solid for a showdown slate. So Dereo Gombowale would be my favorite and really only running back I'm looking to target on this side of the ball. I know the rookie Travis Etienne is there. He did run 11 routes. It is a little bit enticing. He only had one attempt though for two yards. I don't think he plays more than a quarter when the starters leave. I think Ogunbowale probably plays about a quarter and a half, if not closer to two quarters. And now we slide into the most important position and really the one where outside of the defenses, you can load up on this position because there's actual viable guys here on somewhat shallow depth charts due to injuries and suspensions. So before we get into the receivers, I want to let you know though about the sponsor of the program. And that is going to be Superdraft. Now we do have props on prize picks. They're just not fully out yet. And they're another one of our sponsors that you can see on the screen, but you can check the discord and the live stream for all the props action. We have profited all eight days as of this recording of the preseason. Again, I... I'm recording before Sunday sleep, but we're assuming to profit all nine heading into Monday. So the props are as live as ever, but this is what you're seeing right now. You're seeing a couple of contests with $2,500 to first place for the showdown slates. And right now, this is the big thing. This is super draft. It's a multiplier format. Five out of 115 people are in this contest. That's clearly going to change. It's just because this is set up early. But the thing that does not change is that these contests have not been filling. They're filling at about a 60 to 80% clip, depending on the day. And on a Monday showdown slate, when MLB is on, when people are just getting right back to work, when they're prepping for their PGA, when it's the preseason in their season-long leagues, I guarantee you it's going to be closer to that 60% number in filling. So what does that mean? Well, if it only fills at 60%, just by entering a lineup into this, you will beat 40% of the field. You will beat them. And the company in Superdraft has to put the money in for those extra 40% of the lineups because they are a guaranteed, a GPP, guaranteed prize pool. So you get the benefits of playing in these contests that have a couple of thousand dollars in play. And that might not be the hundred thousand dollars to first on DraftKings, but if you don't like a couple thousand dollars and having a way better chance than any other platform at winning that money, that is how you build a bankroll, and that's how you build a decent bankroll. I mean, if you go in there and you're going to enter a lineup and just beat automatically 30 to 40 percent of the field, if not more, and you're fighting for fifteen hundred dollars or two thousand dollars to first place, that is as good of a chance as you're going to have to win fifteen hundred or two thousand dollars. When you're in the contest with twenty five thousand people trying to win fifty thousand dollars to first on DraftKings, I'm sorry, but odds are you're not going to win that one. This gives you the best odds check it out and if you want $25 to play with for free upon your first deposit use the code sal simple it's all linked down below any questions on it just let me know we've been partnering with superdraft for two years now so be sure to check them out and take advantage of that offer for free f-r-e-e -E, free money your best chances of winning dollar ruskies all righty let's get into the receivers now and we'll start with mr colin johnson who colin johnson i think might be too important to this team but they didn't show that last week colin johnson is has a roster spot he's a rookie from last year he's a monster i mean he is just an absolute monster he's like 6 4 200 120 pounds has red zone upside he ended up playing last week 32 snaps for this team and he led the entire jacksonville jaguars team with 23 routes run now here's the thing it only led to two targets and it led to one catch for zero yards he scored one fantasy points on 23 routes run that's not going to sustain for a monster who is very talented in getting usage we might have a diamond in the rough here i expect people to play him but if he would have gone out there last week and had four catches 60 yards and maybe a touchdown or just four catches 60 yards he would have been the highest owned player on the slate I think this might be one of the best plays, if not the best play on the slate, because of the fact that he has uncapped. Nobody really knows. He's that underground volcano about to erupt. I like Colin Johnson a good amount. We can slide over to the Saints now in Ty Montgomery. He was drafted as a wide receiver by the Packers to be the next Randall Cobb, and then he ends up getting transitioned to a running back because they dealt with injuries, and then he gets traded to the Saints where he gets transitioned to a running back last year, then gets injured for the whole entire season, and now they're transitioning back to a receiver. In week one, he did not play any snaps as a running back. He played all 28 snaps as a wide receiver, and he ran 19 routes. That's very good. He had three targets, caught two balls for 27 yards. He saw a target 
target out of the slot. He saw a target of 20 plus yards. So they're using him all over the field. I think Ty Montgomery is firmly in play. Important to mention that Michael Thomas not going to play in this one. And Traquan Smith has not practiced and did not practice. So he's not expected to play this week as he's dealing with injury. So they're down a couple of bodies. Deontay Harris did not play in the first week of the preseason due to suspension. So down a couple of bodies here for this team. Tommy Lee Jr. did not practice or play last week. And now he has not practiced this week. So they're down a lot of guys, meaning that there's going to be more opportunities. Marquez Callaway is somebody that right now profiles out as the wide receiver one on this team. I was not expecting him to get a lot of playing time last week, but he did play 20 snaps and he's by far going to be the best receiver on the field at any point for the New Orleans Saints. He ran 13 routes and he saw four targets catching three of them for 61 yards last week and he saw a target of 20 plus yards. Again, he's not going to have all the usage. He's going to probably play one to one and a half quarters when some other guys are going to play two to two and a half quarters, but he's going to be a far superior talent and playing with better quarterbacks like Jameis Winston, who will toss him the long ball. He had success last week with Taysom Hill, now gets an upgrade there from Taysom Hill to Jameis. So Marcus Callaway is in play. The next guy I want to talk about is Little Jordan Humphrey. Little Jordan Humphrey is very slow. He was one of the slowest guys that ever ran the 40, but he's been staying on this roster. 2019, he had a decent preseason, and he started week one with a bang in terms of his usage and production. 34 snaps. He led the team with 23 routes and saw five targets. He brought in three of them for 29 yards and the touchdowns. He's highly involved. He's similar to Kylan, jo Kylan Johnson from Jacksonville, except this guy actually produced. So I'm expecting Little Jordan Humphrey to be higher owned, although I think Kylan Johnson is a better player with similar usage. He also saw a target of 20 plus yards down the field. So that's another guy in play for you. And then there's some other talents. I mean, Jawan Johnson is a former wide receiver. I think he started at Penn State, then went to Tennessee, and then he played tight end week one. He played tight end and he was running more routes than Adam Trotman. This might be the Adam Trotman killer if he actually plays because Trotman wasn't running a lot of routes. So he played 25 snaps and he ran 20 routes as a tight end. Saw two targets, two catches for 71 yards. He had one deep target, obviously getting a lot of his yardage in that game. So Jawan Johnson, the wide receiver slash tight end is in play because he ran 20 routes. We can head back to Jacksonville where there's a man named Josh Hammond. Josh Hammond played 21 snaps in week one and he ran 18 routes. Now he saw seven targets. You're not going to see seven targets on 18 routes. More often than not, you run 18 routes in the preseason. You see two to three targets, but his 18 routes led to six catches for 55 yards. Expect like, like little Jordan Humphrey's usage in production mainly. Expect people who just look at the stat logs to say, damn, this guy had six catches. He's highly involved in the offense. He was decently involved, but not as high. It makes it seem like he ran 30 routes. He only ran 18. Four of his targets though came from the slot, which makes this production reliable because it's easier to complete those passes. So Josh Hammond would be probably my second favorite option at the wide receiver position from Jacksonville. Now there's some other guys, of course, on these teams. I mean, you have Laquan Treadwell, who's apparently having a very solid camp for Jacksonville. He played 23 snaps, ran 16 routes, but he's mainly going to be running go routes, did catch two balls for 18 yards on three targets in week one. There's Marvin Jones, who I think is by far the best receiver on this team. Yes, ahead of DJ Shark and ahead of LaVisca Chenault. He did not play much, but he got a lot of attention. In week one, he ran 11 routes. He was playing with Trevor Lawrence. He connected on four targets from Trevor Lawrence for three catches for 52 yards. So he'll be the best receiver on the team. He'll be somewhat limited, probably only play a quarter, but he'll have the best quarterback throwing him the ball. Definitely keeps Marvin Jones firmly in play on a showdown slate. And then there's like four other wide receivers that I think are in play. I'm going to be having tiers. I already have right now about six pages of notes just for this one game. It's on Patreon. Check it out down below. I'll have ranked tiers, not just for this slate, but every single slate. We have a bunch of other sports analysis as well. But of course, you're here for the NFL preseason and we're dominating it. So check it all out down below. Would love to have you as a new Patreon. Patreon member. The last guy I'll talk about is Kawan Baker, who's a younger player, 24 snaps, got 17 routes, and he saw two targets of 20 plus yards, three targets overall, two catches for 19 yards. So that puts him in play. Other guys like Tavon Austin, Jalen Camp, Chris Hogan, they saw some usage as well. I think Jalen Camp is the best option out of those remaining guys. Now, if you get to the tight end position, there's none. 
I mean, Juwan Johnson, like we talked about, he's playing as a tight end, but I think he's still listed as, I mean, either way, a flex play today. So Juwan Johnson, if you want to say that he's the tight end since he ran 20 routes there last week, but otherwise there's none. Like if you look at the tight end position right now for Jacksonville, don't want to play any of that. I mean, there were six guys involved last week. Sure, they cut Tim Tebow, but there's still five guys involved. None of them running more than like 10 routes. None of them really being athletic freaks. And then you look at the tight end position for New Orleans, and I would like to say that I want to play Adam Trotman, played 16 snaps in week one, but he only ran six routes and saw no targets. So even if he sees more usage, which I don't think so because he's too important as a versatile player but even if he plays 20 snaps and runs eight to ten routes i mean that puts him somewhat in play but all those other receivers i was just telling you about are running 16 to 20 plus routes and they're getting more targets downfield so i'm just going to go with those guys nobody stands out all that much at the tight end position outside of the Juwan johnson type of hybrid player so thank you for tuning in i appreciate you tuning in this is just a showdown slate but we're going to have more content for season long every single day season long videos are dropping and the final week of preseason as it approaches next week so thank you if you have a second of your time hit the like button and support the sponsor of the show this allows me to turn these lights on build this studio and talk about the preseason full time write six pages of notes for a one game slate write 48 pages of notes for a 10 game slate like saturday slate so i appreciate you so much if you want to support the sponsor of the show you get free 25 bucks from Superdraft. and not only that but again if you enter a contest you're probably beating on average 30 percent of the field just by entering a lineup so thank you so much for tuning in and spending your time and your day with me i'll see you all in the next one Thank you.